Hey, man, I want to send my prayers out to the family of DMX. Yeah, definitely. Um, just seeing the update now, actually, on my phone, uh, that he's basically in a vegetative state. And he's still on life support, man. So praying that things turn around for the better for him and his family. I've seen online a lot of younger kids talking reckless about young DMX. Yeah, because they don't, they don't see, we got to realize they don't know. They've never seen healthy DMX. No, not, I'm not going to say healthy DMX. They never saw DMX the way we saw DMX. The only portion they've seen is the troubled DMX. So they're only, they can only take from their experience with the artist. Uh, they don't know any better. Let me tell you something. From about, what, 97 to, I'll say, 03? When he was just at his peak, like, top, that man was scary. Now, I don't I don't know if I would put his peak that long. I would put it up there, what did I say, 2003? Yeah. Yeah, I could keep it up there in 2003. I'll keep it right there in 2003 only because when Elliot passed 01 and he was still that dude, I would give him to 03, and that's when I think he first got or got sent away for like a long time. Yeah, I'd probably give him from 98 to like 2001 as his peak. Okay, so the sentence was in 02, so then I'll scratch that by a year. So I'll say from 97 to 02. So that good five-year window, that man was untouchable, dog. And it's going to have to be 98 because that's when he debuted. Well, I'm saying 97 because that's when I remember. This is when my recollection of him was. My uncle went to Foot Locker and got one of his mixtapes and was bugging. And he was in Alabama. So that's why I'm going off of the 97 thing, just because a New York dude to reach all the way down to Alabama in 97 was something else. But, yeah, I, w- I would go with 98 only because of the, I mean, I could agree with the 98 only because of the debut album and things. And yeah, how it really. Because even with the mixtape being that, whatever mixtape your uncle had, which I don't think was the actual DMX mixtape. Um, I don't think it was real neither. I think it was just a random DJ. I think the shoes that, and the foot locker in there were real, was, and I think that was it. I think it was just a DJ that had maybe Rough Riders Anthem on, on the mix. But um, I don't think his – I think his peak starts in 898 because the man dropped two albums that went platinum in 98. Now, I stop it at 2001 because I think Great Depression was the fall off, I feel like, but I'll still give him – uh, I can't because I can't say that not with Jay and them doing what they were doing and Eminem doing what he was doing and all these other artists doing what they were doing at the time. Um, so I usually stop the peak there. Okay. Which is nothing to say because that first three album run is probably the best, the, the best three album run any artist has had. He's like one of the best representations of hitting the ground running. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. And that's not even to say about his features. Because the man was a mainstay on, of course, the Rough Rider albums. And him and Jay have a, a, a bunch of songs together. Early Ja and him. He was a mainstay uh, on your radio for at least the first three years of his career. Which is why I put that where his peak is. Because that's when DMS, he did Belly. He did uh, Cradle to the Grave. He couldn't be touched. He just replaced hits with other hits at yes. that point. Yes. Um, at that time, that three-album run was probably the most impressive thing that any, any rapper has ever done. Now, we've seen other rappers come out the gate with their first three albums being huge. But I don't think any of them still had the moment, had the the reachability that DMX's did. Um, that first, those first, I remember the my next door neighbor James, his sister, put me on to DMX's first album and played the whole thing for me, and I was like, "God damn, uh, this dude is crazy." <laughs> um, and everything about everything, he moved at a hundred miles an hour. Y'all think? Travis does his shit 100 miles an hour now. Nah, DMX was running. DMX would have ran through a brick wall at any moment's notice. That's how he was running shit. So I do hope he gets he, he gets better. Um, it's never good when somebody's been clean for a long time and then overdoses. Um, that's that's never a good thing. Yeah, it is. And never a good sign for the future. There's something hot in that, man. But he's been going through it like his his whole life. He's been through yeah. nothing but trauma. So, oh man. So the best way we can, or the best thing we could do, is to celebrate his greatness. And I, I decide I just there's so many songs that you could play for DMX, but I wanted to take it back to where what started everything. And I wanted I didn't want to put I didn't want to put no features either. I wanted a, a DMX song. And I mean, this, when you think of the start of DMX, there's only one song you think of, and that's the song. Those first, those, that, that beat drops, and shit gets different. I don't know about you, but this, the regular version, not the remix, because the remix is definitely a, a posse cut. This shit felt like a posse cut from the jump. But it was only him on it. Fucking right, we did it. What the fuck you gonna do when we run up on you? Fucking with the wrong crew. Don't know what we going through. I'ma have to show niggas how easily we blow niggas. Let me find out it's some more niggas. That's running with your niggas. Nothing we can't handle. Break it up and dismantle. Light it up like a candle. Just cause I can't stand you. Put my shit on tapes. Like you bustin' grapes. Think you holdin' late, then you haven't met the apes. I'm a 
Man, welcome to the show. Once again, it's Brad and D. We're back. Um, just I'm just thinking about, because we're, we're going to talk about the verses coming up, and I just keep thinking about how it wasn't that long ago that he was doing the verses with Snoop. And, yeah. you know, we were sort of talking about the hits there and, and just seeing a lot of people, at least in the hip hop community, like legends saying, you know, positive things about X and, and, and showing that love and things. But once again, yeah, like I, like I said, I saw the disrespect from the kids. And I'm like, man, if y'all were around, see, y'all weren't y'all weren't even thought of when this man was tearing shit up. That's what I'm saying, because we're in 2021 now. 98 was 23 years ago. A lot of the kids you're talking about, and I can't, I don't, I can't even knock them for disrespect. They have no idea. They have no idea. Like you, you got to understand something. When when people started, by the grace of God, people started posting the Coachella. I think it was Coachella. It might have been Lollapalooza. I can't remember which one of those, like you know, concert type mm-hmm. of deals it was. But when they played that footage of him, and it was basically just him in like some red overalls. And had the crowd going. And it was a big-ass crowd. It was not some little amphitheater, like... No, no, no. They were out in a field somewhere. And them white folks were mosh-pitting. And they were going buck-wild off of DMX. Yeah, white people love Party Up. I realize that. That's one of those songs that white people... That brings them closer to 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 the urban streets. White people love screaming, y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here. Well, that was the one, here. though, man. That was the one. That was the one that was everywhere. That's, that's, that's because white people love it. Yeah. That, it, it, it says when, when you know somebody's going to have a when you If you could look back in 20 years and be like, oh, man, this song was going to be hot. And then think about it. You're like, oh, yeah, white people love this song. Of course it's hot. That's, when you're able to cross, cross genres like that, I mean, they were playing. They were playing his shit on Z one hundred and four. His music was not Z one hundred and four. No, that that tells me that he he's doing something. You know what I think? Really? Well, I mean, like I said, he he had a lot of past trauma before he even started music. You know, um, but I think what really hit the most for him, I think, was the loss of Aaliyah and how close they were. Because you could tell, like right after she passed. He was not the same. He was not the same. I remember him in, what was it? Uh, what was the name of the song that they dropped? And I can't even listen to it now because it gets me a little emotional. Oh. Um, uh, Lost Without You, I yeah. think. And yes. he was in that video. Oh, man. You could just see, like, even looking at it now, you could see he was the one that was going through it the most. I think that and uh, label issues. And a bunch of other shit, legal issues, kind of all just... I mean, we could talk about the mental health as well. Piled on top of him. It's a lot. And, and for him to go through this, and he's only 50? Like, that's young, man. That's young. He lived maybe two or three lives in just 50 years. Oh, yeah, easily. So, prayers to him. And I, I pray for nothing but good news in the near future with him. Um, I know, I think, was it his lawyer or his ex-manager that came out and said that, oh, he's taking off life support, he's good now, and then he had to recant that. And then it's his lawyer. Yeah, 
I, I I didn't like that. I know he was the one. He wasn't really there. He was getting the information that was told to him. So I can't blame him. But it was like the false hope. Like, oh, man, he's going to pull through. He's going to make it. And then it's like, nah. You know. Yeah, I wasn't really keeping up with it because I was at a wedding on Saturday. So I was uh, DMS is the last thing I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, shit like that happens. Um, let's see. Let's see what we can get to. all oh, the verses. The verses. Let me tell you something, man. Yesterday afternoon, Easter Sunday, I listened to about, I want to say close to 200 combined years of total hits. Close, I think. Yeah, close to it. Because Dion Ward last night had a little Easter concert. Mm-hmm. On live, right before the verses went down, so she was smart in that regard. Um, and so I watched that because you know, man, I you know I fuck with Dion, man. That's that's my girl. But that was like, she was like the opening act for one, not one of, for the greatest verses of all fucking time. D, I don't know if you watched it yet. I did not. I'm not going to. No, you need to. No, and I'm not saying that you... I know how you feel like, oh, no, it's over with now. I don't even want to watch it no more. No, you got to watch that shit. No, I don't. Now, the only person who ruined the entire situation was Steve fucking Harvey. Because in between the songs, first of all, he was rooting for Earth, Wind, and Fire more than he was rooting for the Isley Brothers. Mm-hmm. Okay? But in between, like, they would play a song... And then he would give this long story about the time he went and got a hamburger and he went to to pick up the record with five dollars and he was trying to impress this girl at a dance. And they were it was like he was the problem in the first half. So I'm guessing after they had an intermission. They told him, hey, man, cut them stories out because he stopped talking for like a good while and they just let the hits play. One thing I realized early on is with these two groups. Even though they're up there in age, they are not going to just sit down and listen to the music and then keep it going. I can't remember. hmm, Let me look at the set list right quick because two songs in Earth, Wind & Fire, like the three members, the three remaining members, Mm -hmm. they just got up and started singing. And so you know the Isley Brothers. You know Ron Isley ain't going to just sit there in a fur coat and not, not give it to them. Oh, of course not. That's crazy. Man... And they all sound the same. Like none of them like couldn't. Well, no, Philip tried to hit a note, and it 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 wasn't there. It it was there, but he couldn't hold it. If he had warmed up, I don't think he was expecting to sing last night. I think he started singing when he started catching it. But they had like a they had like an audience in there. I get I don't know what theater they were in, but all in all. Like, they're sitting there trading hits, and they were trading shit. Like, it was almost like a B-Sides thing in the first. Like, like they were filling each other out. Mm-hmm. And the second half was like, oh, shit. Like, at one point, I give it up to Steve. Um, he said, you know what? I want back-to-back. I want four slow jams. And I'm sitting there going, these are the two two of the greatest groups of all time. Two of. Because them slow jams were like, oh, shit. At one point, 
Earth, Wind, and Fire pulled out some music that they had like produced for folks. I didn't know if you could do that or not. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Jadakiss was doing that. Okay, but I didn't he was know doing like the rapper version where it was songs that he wasn't on, but he wrote for other people. All right, let me rephrase. When you get Earth, Wind, and Fire versus the Isley Brothers, I don't want to hear somebody else's music. I want to hear yours because y'all got hours of hits. Y'all have y'all literally have pick a decade type of like notoriety when it comes to music. Yeah, but there's also something to be said when you pull a song that nobody knows you actually wrote. That's a fucking crazy hit, and they don't know you had anything to do with it. You like, oh yeah, I wrote all this. That's a different kind of flex. Okay, so it was round two. All right, so the Isaac Brothers, because they started first, they went with this old heart of mine, right? Like I said, they were starting just, you know. I'm not going to even say they picked the music. They let D-Nice pick the music. I'm thinking they just gave him like a list of songs. It was like, all right, go ahead and play that. But I'm going to get to D-Nice in a second, because that brother did not get paid enough. The song was Let's Groove. And they could not sit down. They had to get up and actually perform the song, which if you heard Let's Groove, you would understand. Yeah. But, man, like, the, if y'all just look up the set list of the songs that they played back, like, against each other. Whew, I mean, they got hits for decades, bro. Ron Isley still can get up and do his thing. He was running up to sing. He had the cane, didn't even need it. Um, dropped his age, he's 79. A lot of people didn't recognize him, though, because he had a gray beard. So it was like, who is that? And I was wondering last night if they were going to play Contagious for obvious reasons. But they played the Ron Isley part. They didn't get to the the whole, you know. Well, yeah. They didn't get to the shit that we fuck with on Contagious. All in all, it was one of the greatest verses of all time, man. It was just a feeling like you... At no point did anybody play a dud. It wasn't like, oh, this is my little throwaway. You know, the entire thing was just like, oh, fuck. And they went from 8 o'clock to 12. And that's something. And they still, they went up, they didn't do 20, they did 25. They gave them five extra, which, let's be real, they could do like a whole nother like thing with like another 20 that we never heard. Like, that's just how absurd their catalogs are now on the dj nice brother you in the beginning he did his thing they had an intermission and that brother went off he started playing you know because the isley brothers between the sheets has been sampled and covered like 150 times or something like that it's one of the most sampled songs of all time he started getting in that set list and he started playing like samples of other Isley Brothers songs that we didn't even know. And he started doing like Earth, Wind, and Fire set with people who sampled their shit and whatever. And then he just started playing some classic old school shit. And I'm sitting there going, damn, this is intermission. DJ Nice has been sitting up here for close to five hours now. And he was dropping hits and they would. The camera looked better. The camera work looked better. I don't know if that was Triller's doing or it was sponsored by Ciroc. So I don't know if Ciroc pitched in on that. But they were paying to the audience and the audience was getting it. Both groups and Steve Harvey did a wardrobe change for the second intermission. And Ron Nazi came out in a golden paisley like soup thing. And his brother Ernie, the guitarist for the group, 
does not get enough respect because he played the entire night. Like he played his like guitar riffs and everything the entire night. And when they got to the end, the last round was who's that lady versus September. Okay. Sort of predicted that. When they got to who's that lady? Ernie said, I'm going off. He played guitar riffs that had nothing to do with the song. But it was it was it was fire. Like the whole thing was great. And I really wish that we could get more of that. They started singing, like Earth, Wind, and Fire started singing a background for um, Ron and them for a few songs, and it was beautiful. Then Ron started singing for them, and you could just see the camaraderie and things. Did not know that Ron Isley, Ron Isley had a 13-year-old child. That got brought up out of random, because I think one of the members of Earth, Wind, and Fire bought his kid a stroller or some shit like a few years back. It's like, God damn, Ron. Like he's about to be eighty with a thirteen-year-old kid. Go ahead. All in all, I would love to see that. I'm pretty sure SWV versus who? Who? Who are they supposed to be going up with? Because that's the next. Vogue. Well, that would be fire if it's in Vogue. No, I'm pretty sure it's in Vogue. Let me see the next verses. Because if that's in Vogue, that might be a little fire. But I think SWV might get them out the paint. Escape. There's oh, escape. That's what it is. Yeah, they're getting escape out the battle uh, at the paint. Yeah, that's not gonna be pretty. This was like the most even I've seen of verses since I wanna say Teddy Riley and Babyface. As far as you couldn't really tell who won because they each had like like legendary shits, you know. It was fun, it was great. I hope everybody who watched it enjoyed it. That shit was beautiful, man. Uh, DJ Scratch said that uh, on Instagram that uh, uh, In Between the Sheets has generated at least $10 million in samples from the 90s. And they kept those, uh, I think they kept the publishing on that. Yeah, that's how it generates the income. Well, I'm just saying, I, I'm, if you don't own your own publishing, you're not seeing the income from people sampling it. But that is, that's a crazy ass that too. When you think about it. And that's just one song. Man. I'm telling y'all, man, when y'all look at those catalogs for both of these groups, you're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Nobody could, like, match up with that. And I really want to see more legendary shits. Like, I was thinking... Uh, Cause my mom had texted me. She's she was watching it. Um, I'm guessing she was watching it off of Alyssa's Instagram because she don't have an Instagram. She goes, if they gonna do this, they need to do Lionel or not Lionel Richie. They need to do Stevie Wonder versus Smokey Robinson. I said that would actually be fire. All the songs and shit that they wrote, like for other artists, mm-hmm. that would be fire. I mean, but if they, if they I want to do it. I think they, I think they would. I, I think they fuck with each other enough. I don't think it's about fucking with each other. I think it's sometimes they but, just don't want to do the shit. And then it, it might be just money. And then you got to get Instagram because at one point, at the beginning of the verses, you know how Instagram is about the music and everything. Mm-hmm. They were only playing like the first, like how we do, like the first maybe verse to the chorus, and then they would stop. And then at the second half, I don't know who said what to Instagram. But they let them play the whole song out. 
Like they let the shit actually go. So I don't. There's a lot of things, but I would love to. That's just one of the ones I would love to see. So, or she would love to see. I would like to see it too. I would like to see more hip hop ones though before we get to that. But I don't know. I think I'm kind of. I'm kind of. I think I'm kind of done with verses now. Like, like I don't. I feel no desire to watch any of them anymore. Cause I I wanted to watch the Raekwon versus Ghostface one, but I just was not. Cause I knew it wasn't gonna be. See, it goes back to what I was saying. I I, I would like to see like two artists who had a little bit of a rough patch in their friendship. You know, just a little bit. I don't want to see violence. I just want to like they were talking shit to each other, and one of them threatened to cut and cut the other one back in like the eighties. Yeah, I, I just I I think it had as well. I'm I'm just not. It doesn't move me anymore for verses to happen. But I had to watch that one last night, though. I had to. That was that was beautiful. Once again, don't bring Steve Harvey back, man. Just don't bring him back. Let him be wherever the hell he was, because he was he was almost ruined it. Like he almost ruined it for me. I almost turned it off. Because, like I said, he would just go into a story, and I'm like, this has nothing to do with. Like, they're just saying Serpentine Fire. What does it got to do with you, like, in Cleveland working in a brickyard? Like, I don't give a damn. I mean, it brought him back. Took him back to Cleveland. No, I don't give a damn about you going back to Cleveland. You could have saved that. You could have did that on your own. You could have. You have a whole radio show. You could have did this whole segment on I'm your radio sure show. sure he did it again this morning. <laughs> I'm sure he did it again this morning. Uh... But that's all I got for verses. I, I know you didn't watch it, so it, I don't want to go too far into it. Oh, it's all good. That's, that's your shit. I, I, I know you're excited about it, so talk your shit. Mm. I just don't give a shit. And then, you know, Saturday, Friday and Saturday, really, um, I look foolish picking Houston, man. <laughs> I look foolish. Everything that I said about Houston, dog, went out the window they in two minutes. Smith act, boy. In two minutes, and I'm sitting there going, I really picked these fools. Gonzaga got in, but, you know. You still almost a, did that. Yeah, it took a miracle for them. My South Carolina Gamecocks, man. Sure, you kind of lost, too. By point. Oh. And I keep harassing Bleacher Report, but they're ignoring me. Oh, you, you know why. They, you know they're wrong. We all know they're wrong. They're supposed to be one of the forward-thinking sports apps, too. But you tell me you, they can't get a, a, a fucking top-score tab and the NFL sitting there and college football sitting there? The only thing that's telling the NFL shit is the Super Bowl. Nigga, I know who won the Super Bowl. I watched it. Everybody did. It's the Super Bowl. And it was also two months ago. Like, quit showing me Tom Brady. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to see this. Matter of fact, I didn't care after this. I didn't care about the Super Bowl at, on Tuesday. After we talked about it on Monday, that's the that was when I was done with the Super Bowl. I don't give a shit anymore about the Super Bowl, dog. I, I wanted to be able to look at the score and follow on the app that I like because I like Bleach Report, but I like ESPN and I like the app better. So I would like to be able to. Go to top scores and click on the on the fucking game and be like, oh look at that, because I was at like once again was at a wedding. <laughs> I needed to figure these things out, but they were just like, oh fuck it, 
National Championship is what, tomorrow? No, nah, man, it's today. No, not not to, not to, No, I'm sorry. Women's shit was yesterday. Yeah, women's Stanford was yesterday. Um, I think it was Arizona Stanford. or Stanford. Stanford one. Yeah. And the men's shit is tonight. Man. Stanford won by a point against Arizona. Yeah, you want to go ahead and predict it? I mean, I'll pick, I pick Gonzaga to win, so I'm picking, picking him again tonight. That's it. That's all I got because I picked Gonzaga. I picked Gonzaga, so I'm going to just ride with Gonzaga. But, man, I really thought that was going to be the best game out of those two. I really thought Baylor versus Houston was going to be the better game. And Baylor said, the fuck you thought? And you know what? I thought about it last night. Because so many teams lost games because of COVID, they had no idea how to see this tournament. Outside of the obvious one seeds. They had no idea how to see the teams in this tournament. I think Zaga didn't play for like a good month or some change. They were supposed to ba- play Baylor at the beginning of the season, but they missed it because of COVID. I pray it's a good game, man. I do too, but I real yeah I realized that yes I said they just missed misseeded basically all the teams because of how varied the records were, and because. You don't know how long a team needs to come back after COVID to be to playing the ball that they're used to playing. You know what I always wanted when I was a teen and I thought I was still athletic? I always wanted to make it to college basketball, right? You know the one shining moment montage at the end of each game? Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be in that. I always wanted to get the, the picture of me cutting the net down. You know, like, that's that's cool, but, like, I feel like the one shining moment just immense. Hey, the team probably lost, but that dude right there, he was balling his ass off. You know what I mean? It's like having a buzzer beat or a buzzer beating shot, and then you be in a one shining moment video, and you got Luther singing behind it. Like, come oh on, God. man! Come on, man! I guess we all have our things. That was that was always going to be. My thing, I'm going to be looking forward to seeing the montage. I don't think it's going to be as great as the other ones for past years, but then again, we're dealing with a pandemic, so here's what it is. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on to some fuck shit, man. So for everybody who's been living under a political rock, the state of Georgia passed, what was that, like a week or two ago? Um, some new voting rights laws that were basically... No, not basically. They were. They were very racist in nature when you look at them and you really read them. People, I'm not going to go down what they were. I'm going to say take your time and read them and you'll see exactly why I say this. So, a lot of businesses, after the fact, like Coca-Cola and Delta and a lot of other places that are stationed in Atlanta, finally spoke up and said, we are not with this. We don't fuck with this. And I don't know if y'all know this, folks, 
But when Delta Airlines and Coca-Cola says, yeah, y'all need to fix this, these are like small little corporations. <laughs> There's a billion dollar businesses here. I think trillion. Like, they got money. They got money to fix shit. Like, they got money to get things rolling. So in all of this, you've seen Atlanta Hawks say something. You've seen um, a few other Georgia-affiliated um, sports teams. Minor, but they said something on a positive of we don't stand for this and we do not support this. This hurts the people most. Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves, my Atlanta Braves. Okay, I've been rocking with the all since 95. Decided to drop a statement that uh, whoever dropped it needs to ass whoop. Okay, this is why they haven't been winning the game yet. They haven't won a game yet. They <laughs> played three games, lost all three of them. Uh, they dropped a statement and I'm trying to pull it up here because it was just one of the most insensitive things you could ever say at a time like this. Basically, they were going off about how the MLB decided to move the All-Star game this year from Atlanta to another spot. Now, I don't know if they brought up the spot yet. I've seen certain people say, why don't you move it in the memory of Hank Aaron to Milwaukee, where the Braves started and where he got his career started and everything like that in order to uh, honor him. But I don't, I don't, I don't see anything about where they moved it to. Oh, they haven't decided yet. Yeah, but um, this is the the actual press release from the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves are deeply disappointed by the decision of the major of Major League Baseball to move its 2021 All Star Game. This was neither our decision nor our recommendation, and we are saddened that the fans will not be able to see this event in our city. The Braves organization will continue to stress the importance of equal voting opportunities, and we have we had hoped our city could use this event as a platform to enhance the discussion. Our city has always been known as a uniter in divided times, and we will miss the opportunity to address issues that are important to our community. Unfortunately, businesses, employees, and fans in Georgia are victims of this decision. We will continue to support the community legacy projects which have been planned and are in process. Come on, man. Come on, man. Like, this makes it hard for me to be a Braves fan when y'all are doing shit like this. You know? And y'all have a history of doing some pretty sketchy shit racially. You know, because I remember going to the old Braves stadium, and it was in a very dark part of town, if you get what I mean. And they moved to Cobb County, which is damn near lily white. Just because they didn't want to be surrounded by them neighborhoods. I've heard the stories of certain players who, because you know Georgia, they still got them sundown towns and shit. Yeah. You know, trying to get you a house, 
you coming from like Cuba or whatever, you don't know nothing about sundown towns and things. You come up here to Atlanta, you try to get you a house, you can't get it. Not because you don't have the money, not because you're brave. Oh, man, we're glad that you're brave. No, we don't need you here. Go over to Marietta. And the Braves done nothing. Hey, man, you shouldn't have been over there. I guess hard to be a fan of this particular baseball team. It's like it's like bittersweet. It's like, hey, we got Hank Aaron, and he meant so much to the civil rights movement, and he did so much for the sport. But that was then, and this is now. I mean, I I halfway wish that they would have done something in the area to combat this kind of thing. Um, as far as um, the voting rights and all that shit, I wish that that I was professional sports. Period. All the all all the sports professional sports organizations that got a team down there should have done something because this is what happens when you don't act on things. Um, we could say, yeah, the Braves were selfish in their thing. Yeah, I I get it, but. I also get that people's jobs kind of depended on that too. Um, but I think when it gets to the point where it's at, it's too late for anything. Because if the billionaire owners of teams in, in, or in these companies aren't going to open their mouth and say anything until after the shit's done, it defeats the purpose. Well, that's what because they're not going to walk it back now. When you think and about they're all, not going to have the all star game. When you think about all the companies that that are stationed down there in Atlanta, there's a lot of Fortune 500 companies down there. Tyler Perry ain't going over. Well, I'm about to get to that in a second, but one, you already know who they're rooting for in all of this. You you already know. It wasn't until a lot of civil rights leaders got on Coca-Cola and all of them saying, you, you're benefiting from black folks, but you don't want them to vote. You don't want them to actually have their own voting rights and things. It wasn't until they got pressured that they actually said something after the fact. But they were catatonic when the shit was going down. They didn't say anything about it. They didn't bring up. They didn't raise their voices or anything like that. Didn't care. They only said something when we forced them to after the fact. So they benefited. The big thing I saw when it was passed or signed into legislation or whatever. I don't I don't know how far it's gone in Georgia yet. Um, Was, you know, Hollywood has been setting up in Atlanta for about a good I'd say 20 years starting off, right? Tyler Perry is like the main guy down there. Every time Marvel goes to do some shit, to film some shit, they're going straight to Tyler Perry Studios. Um, so just imagine now, Hollywood decides, because mm, they can do it on a flip of a dime, like, on a flip of a dime, I'm sorry. Uh, where they say, we, we don't need to go to Atlanta anymore. And they start going like to other places, right? Tyler Perry's just the only guy down there. Well, How does that affect him? It would 
affect him greatly, but I don't see that happening. There's a reason why they go to Atlanta to do stuff. They've been, and they go to Georgia even before Tyler Perry Studio got there because of the tax breaks that they are giving them there. So what I'm, my issue is, this isn't something that these billionaires and companies are helping to avoid. They're, they're, they're not acting proactively about shit. They're, active, they're acting reactively to it. By the time you act about the shit now, it's relatively too late. It's too late. Like, it's just, if it's gotten to the point where it's about to be signed in law, it might be too late. But the problem is, why are you even letting it get this far? That's, that's my thing. Why, why, Tyler Perry, weren't you here? Why, why, why weren't you doing things to make sure this didn't happen? Where the fuck is Killer Mike? No, Killer Mike has actually been out here. What I, is I've he doing? Him, I've seen him out. Well, he's he's what only, is he helping with? I know he's been trying to organize because they had people knocking on a door while the governor was trying to like because the governor was trying to be sneaky with it and sign the bill while nobody was looking. Basically, like like he was looking over his shoulder while he was signing the bill, and so he was trying to get a lot of you know officials and stuff together. But you got to remember, Killer Mike, his extension is really Atlanta. This was for the whole state of Georgia. So the people that he probably got a hold of probably had power in like this jurisdiction or this section, but they don't have power outside of, like I said, Georgia still has sundown town. But here's my, you've been doing, these people have been doing these things for years. Why the fuck are you only concentrating on Atlanta? No, what I'm saying is, is he probably only has the reach for Atlanta. He probably can't get the reach for anything. But how is that possible when you've been doing? When he says he's been advocating for black people for a long time, correct? Well, you can advocate for black people all you want, but if what, you don't have any like. But what point does it make if you only keep it to Atlanta? I don't think, like I said, I don't think he's keeping it to Atlanta. I think that that's only people that's actually responding to him. That's the only when you look at when you look at Georgia. First of all, there's a town in Georgia. I remember this very well where they elected their first black mayor and the city council chained the doors and did not give him the key so he can get in this is how georgia gives it up so like you gotta think if he can only get to the people in atlanta because that's where most of the black pop or politicians are he can only do it with so much i'm not saying that and i'm not just saying him by himself but this is not gonna nothing none of this shit is gonna change unless they just move out of the state. All of these companies. And that's not going to happen. Yeah, Coca-Cola ain't going nowhere. Y'all can take the All-Star game all you want. Nigga, the Braves are still going to be there. And they're still going to be the Braves. Yes. That's another fight. That's a whole nother fight. The Hawks are still going to be there. Their dream is still going to be there. Their soccer team is still going to be there. The Falcons are still going to be there. Arthur Blank is still going to make sure that that Mercedes-Benz Superdome is paid for. So what? Why? What? How are y'all waiting for change? It's not happening. There's too much money in it now. It's, it's not, not. They're not. These places aren't going anywhere. It's not a small market anymore down there. Mercedes ain't gonna say shit about it, and they run. They they're the sponsors of the stadium. You got people from Hollywood actually moving out to Atlanta. Like, yes, they're gonna keep coming. So my my question is, what the fuck do y'all think? is you're going to do. 
because y'all just had all this celebration about turning Georgia blue, and this shit happened right after. Oh, this was this was definitely because of turning turning Georgia blue. So now, what are you gonna do? I mean, because, you can wait for because the president. If, if y'all think Georgia was so fucking blue, this wouldn't happen in the first place. Oh, oh Stacey Abrams would have been the governor by now. Because the way I understand, if, if the shit's blue, this shit shouldn't be happening, right? Or are the motherfuckers that y'all put in place, the blue ones, still letting the things happen? Y'all got them in there. What are they doing about all this stuff? That's that's the question. You guys put all these people. Stacey Abrams helped all these people get put on to turn Georgia blue, but I, it's it, it's still Sue Wu and all over the place. Wow. So, what changed? Probably nothing, man. And 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 the sad part is Georgia isn't the only state that's doing this. They just was the first. They were the first. Like we're in a state now that's trying to do some shit like that, but it probably won't happen. They don't have enough people to do it. No, 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 no. Not here. Florida's already trying to do some shit like that, but Florida always been fucked up. Texas, Texas had the worst stuff when it comes to like voting and everything say, for people. I'm to gonna help. say what's ha- they're gonna ignore all this shit happen until it's time for the election again, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, are you are you are you are you gonna vote? Suck my dick." Yeah, this is a great way to discourage people from voting. You want to know why black people don't want to vote half the time? Because you motherfuckers don't do anything. Or every time we think that we done did something, we contributed it to something, you change it so we don't be a part of it anymore. Yeah. This is exactly what happened. A lot of black folks showed up for Raphael Warnock and the other guy. I can't remember his name right now. But it was the two senators. It was the two senators. We were supposed to be celebrating their victories on January 6th. And you see what happened on January 6th. We showed up in droves. They didn't like it. So now they're changing the rules. They always going to move the goalposts. But at this point, y'all are actively kicking your field goal and then walking away from the game. And then when you they move the goalposts and, you and you're like, oh, my God, what happened? Well, because you took your eye off the shit. Y'all can't tell me y'all still celebrating some shit in January. It's April. And now motherfuckers can't get water in their voting lines. Among other Souls things. Souls to the polls is a big deal to a lot of Southern folks uh, in the black community. That is the Sunday, I want to say, before you vote on Tuesday, where a lot of people who are not able can vote at their local churches or they find a designated spot after church and they all come together and they place their ballots. That's gone. You see elderly person in line in, in some of these places like Florida and Texas and Alabama stuff. November, early November is still very mild. And to an older person standing in line for what, maybe three, four hours? A chair and some water is a big deal. Yeah. You just took that away from them. Why? Because they had the audacity to vote for who they wanted for. Or who they wanted to be in. But the Braves don't see it that way. They see it as cancel culture. 
and this really hurt us and this hurt our feelings. Yeah, well, the people that live in the city that you set your shit up in uh, can't do what they want to do as grown adults now. So yeah, that was that pissed me off on Friday. But let's get on to some other news, man. Uh, Sam Donald is going to the Panthers. Does this make them better? Who won this trade? I'm just asking all the ESPN uh, questions. I mean, I I I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't think I don't anybody. Either. I think this is one of those trades where it really didn't move the needle either way. I mean, I, I still think Teddy Bridgewater is probably better than Sam Darnold. I mean, I could, I could see maybe the but Panthers getting better. If you told me that Sam Darnold is better than Teddy Bridgewater, I would take your, I would take your word for it. Because I, mean, I honestly don't know. I don't know who's on the Jets staff because Joe Flacco went to the Eagles, so I don't um, even know who. Well, they just revamped their whole staff because they got a new head coach. I don't know who's going to um, be. I know the Panthers. I mean, Derek told me they had some receivers last year. <laughs> he's a fan. He's the fantasy football guy. So I asked him when, when I don't know shit, I asked him. Um, didn't Curtis Samuels go somewhere else? Let me look it up. Because I feel like they're – their uh their team is oh uh, uh, yeah he went to Washington that's 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 what I thought so hold on let me go to their yeah I'm trying to see um nigga I want to know about your players oh team there it goes all right let's see here hold on one second I'm looking at their roster of people <coughs> uh they got Robbie Anderson all right who is back with his old quarterback. Uh, they got a tight end named Dan Arnold. Shout out to Roseanne. Uh, a wide receiver named Omar Bayless. Uh, they got Teddy Bridgewater. They got a running back named Reggie Bonifon. They got a wide receiver named Vintel Bryant. They got another running back named Trenton Cannon. Cannon. They got a running back named Darius Clark. Uh, uh, they got a wide receiver named Ishmael Hyman. Another wide receiver named Keith Kirkwood. Uh, they got a wide receiver named Mark and Mike M- Michelle. Whatever the fuck. However the fuck you say his name. Uh, oh, here's, there's a wide receiver that they... They got a wide receiver named David Moore and a wide receiver named DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is the better of the two. They got a wide receiver named Micah Simon. And they got a wide receiver named Brandon Zilstra. You know what's crazy? They still can come in second place in in the NFC South. They could. But that's their wide receiver room right there. Or that's their offense. Oh, they got a tight end named Steven Sullivan and another tight end named Ian Thomas. That's their offense. Does that seem like an offense that's going to make Sam Darnold better? This is like a lateral move. 
that's what it seems like, right? That's why I say, yeah. and then the picks that they got for Sam Darnold. Hold on. Hold one second. The Jets got a sixth round pick this year. And then two picks next year, which will be a second round pick and a fourth round pick. Oh, what did the Jets want? Because, you know, in the second, usually the first you try to get, like, your, your, your specialty guys, your quarterbacks, your receivers, your running backs, you know, guys that you think can make an impact now. Usually in that second to maybe fourth round, you getting players that's going to help build something. So you're getting okay, your so tackles and things. How is that? So, so this is how I was. I would have at least wanted a second-round pick this year for starting quarterback. Okay. What did they get this year again? I'm sorry. Sixth. Sixth-round pick. No, you, you might be able to get some in the sixth round. You might. You this, might see, and you might end up. I don't think this draft is that good. I think I think after the second round this year, it's going to be a lot of duds. I mean, you can get a good offensive tackle in the sixth round. You could get a steal. You hope. You. I mean, yeah, you hope. There's mm-hmm. a lot. There's more more six round guys than not don't even make the first roster, the first depth chart. Well, the Jets could gonna need everybody they can find. And then here's here's the thing too. You have to be able to draft well. Do you look at the Jets and think they draft well? See, the thing that hurts the Jets the most <laughs> when they when they draft is they will actually get a guy that you've seen in college and you're like, okay, yeah, there you go. And then that player turns out to not either not want to be there because the team is sorry, or they just weren't what we thought they were. They fall into that trap. Okay, so we're going to figure out which one happens. So, like I said, they could get a steal. I mean, you they 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 did change over to a new staff again for the Yeah, staff. so I guess I mean there's I, I guess there's opt- the, opt- optimism for in, the third time in 10 years in the Jets locker room in the so, Jets front office. So you never know, they might have actually found somebody that knows how to go out and, you know what I'm saying? We but don't know yet. I also think if they would have waited to draft day they probably would have got something better. But if I am... Because you were begging on Sam Darnold being your franchise quarterback. If I'm Carolina, well, they had the number two pick. So they were going to... Everybody knew they were going to draft Zach Wilson this year for BYU. That was... no. Everybody that knows anything about the draft has said that the draft won't start until after... to the three pick. So everybody knew where he was gonna, what was going to happen there. Now, here's my question. If you are Carolina, let me see side real quick. Carolina was going to be picking what? Let's see. I'm looking at a mock draft here. This is when we need Derek. Well, he don't even know that off the top of his head with mock drafts and shit. But Carolina was going to be picking eighth. So in this mock draft, it had them picking. Well, they're still picking eighth because they didn't have to trade their first their first round pick. Uh, it has them picking the offensive tackle from Oregon, which is a great pick. Which I mean, that's going to help San Darnold tremendously. That's a big dude, too. Yeah. 
I, I mean, that'd be a hell of a pick. So I, mean, I guess all the all the quarterbacks in this mock draft are taken off the board, basically, except for Mac Jones within the first four picks. They have it that the first four picks of the draft are all quarterbacks. Mac Jones is a bad boy. I don't know why they, he wouldn't be up higher. But. So here's my question. Did you just not believe in Mac Jones so much that you didn't just say, hey, let's draft him? You know how it is about Alabama quarterbacks. You know how it is about Alabama. Usually Alabama gives you one of the greatest running backs of that class, or they give you one of the greatest wide receivers. Is a lot of defensive guys. For some reason, Alabama quarterbacks just don't get there. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because they they're seen as like a system type yeah. of quarterback. They don't. They have him going fifteenth to the Patriots. Man, that's a dumb pick for the Patriots. If but they, that's all. Honestly, this whole offseason, that's what I've heard. Mac Jones is going to play for the Patriots. <laughs> I haven't heard anything different from that this whole this whole fucking offseason. Just because, you know, you, you, you see, I saw an article where they really love Jared Stidham. And I'm like, eh, I watched him play in Auburn. You 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 a little too excited there. <laughs> Just a little too excited. But, I mean, maybe. Maybe they think Mac Jones could work. I know for a fact that when it comes to Alabama quarterbacks for like the past 10, 15 years, it just. They got y'all taking old boy from North Carolina. Who? Wide receiver. I like that pick. His name is Deami Jump Brown. I mean, you know, if we can get Anquan Bolden out of retirement, you know, that'd be great. Because when he came to the Ravens, we won a Super Bowl with him. He's Marsha niggas. He's not coming back. <laughs> I, know. I know he's not coming back. Anquan, I got $20 worth of uh, Olive Garden gift cards if you want to just come on back to Baltimore for a season. No, you can eat breadsticks and things. Wow. We need help. <laughs> wow, it's like breadsticks and things. We need help at the receiver. Let's not talk about Baltimore's receivers right now. Let me let me move on. Um, I was on the page, so I figured I would go look to see what they had y'all taking. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, this Mac, this this uh, this trade. I I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I got the Jets winning it, but it still feels like a lateral move. I feel like no team really got that better. Yeah, like if you told me the Jets win, I'd be like, okay. If you told me the Panthers, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Now, if Sam Darnold going there, he becomes fucking Peyton fucking Manning, or, then it's different. One of my friends, uh, this is how I knew about the trade. He's a Panthers fan, and he was bugging out. And I was like, really? Like with excitement? Yeah. I was like, Sam oh, okay. Darnold? <laughs> okay. All right. Whatevs. I mean, enjoy. I mean, hey. God bless. You know? That's how you feel. <laughs> if that's if that's the way the cookie crumbles. If you like it, I love it. If you love it, I love it even more. So there's been a lot of uproar this weekend about Chris Jericho going on to Steve Austin's podcast on the now WWE section of Peacock. Peacock. Because Chris Jericho, ladies and gentlemen, works for the rival company in AEW. Very actively. 
Um, and I got to say, this doesn't surprise me at all. I'm still mad that he hasn't done an interview with The Rock yet. That was, I thought he was going to do an interview with The Rock like around WrestleMania time. See, that's my, see the, you know, The Rock is doing like 1,200 projects at a time. I know. That's cl- he's absolutely the most busy. He's the busiest man in show business. The Rock is. So him not doing it with The Rock yet doesn't. I don't. I don't feel any kind of way about it because I know how busy The Rock is. But actually, saw, as busy as we think The Rock is, he's probably th- three times as busy as we think he is. But I saw little teases to like the new interview. They didn't like drop like the the, the official tease with like the countdown, like the, the Jericho countdown. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh shit, it's WrestleMania. It might be Stone Cold and The Rock because you know they that was their shit. They used to give it up different on WrestleMania when well, they no, wrestled this, each other. This one is for WrestleMania. I know, that's what oh, I'm saying. So oh. I thought that because this was going to come on, I think after the Sunday, mm-hmm. it's either after Saturday or Sundays. I think it's after Sundays. I thought it was going to be Stone Cold and The Rock, and I was going to be like, yo, this oh, no. is. As soon, as soon as I seen the countdown, because I read the tweet, and then I seen the count, countdown anyway, and I was like, oh, because you know how it looks on Twitter. Yeah. It'll show you the box, and it'll show you shit. As I'm reading it, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, that's definitely Chris Jericho. Yeah, no, I didn't see the official countdown to like thirty or so minutes later, and then oh, okay. you heard the, you know, the Y two J countdown. I was like, oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's a letdown for you then. Yeah, I but, mean, it's not a letdown. I mean, Chris Jericho is. Well, I mean, if you're expecting, dude, but when no, you're expecting because, The Rock, yeah, when you're get, expecting The Rock and Stone Cold to have a sit down, yes, as as legendary as Chris Jericho is, that's a that's a letdown. Because we never seen them actually have a sit down and really talk about their rivalry. Or yeah, like but that. and they're the they're the two that I want to hear talk about a rivalry. Um, I don't really those two made they were they were a crucial part of, and I'm not going to say they made the attitude era because it wasn't just them, but they were a crucial part of the attitude era. Yes, and their rivalry was. Was wrestling for a long time, so I absolutely am disappointed that it, if I was expecting The Rock, yes, Chris Jericho is a disappointment. <laughs> Sorry, but I mean, I might. But watch it's still it. great. I'm still going to watch it because Chris Jericho, yeah, he's going to be able to tell stories like The Undertaker did. Like yeah. we. Niggas forget Chris Jericho's been around the world 18 million times. I've said this for the musical artist. I'll say this for Chris Jericho. He's one of those pick a decade kind of guys. Yes. Pick a decade. I have great he, matches in all of them. He's going to be able to tell you shit that went on. And here's where he he gets the Undertaker. He's going to be able to tell more stories than Undertaker. He's going to be able to tell you those, those WCW stories. He's gonna be able to tell you those New Japan stories. Now he's gonna be able to tell you shit that you're just like, yo, what? Like he's gonna be like, yeah, The Rock almost signed uh, New Japan back in '98, and you're gonna be like, huh? What are you talking about? Do you think he is? Because I'm pretty sure he has a somewhat mutual relationship with the McMahon family. I don't think he left on bad terms. I think he just wanted to do something. He did sort of like. Sort of like Big Show. Where you know, they asked, they asked, Stone Cold said that they asked, well, they, uh, I think Triple H asked Vince. Stone Cold asked, either Stone Cold asked Triple H and Triple H asked Vince or Stone Cold asked Vince himself. And Vince was like, yeah, do it. And then he was like, knowing how Vince is and he'll go back and forth, he asked him again like a couple weeks later and he was like, yeah, do it. Okay. Because I, I want to see, 
Will they bring up AEW at all? I think they will because Stone Cold says he he thinks it's good. He thinks AEW is good, which I agree. I absolutely think they're going to talk about AEW because you don't have Chris Jericho up there and don't get to talk about AEW. Because you know it's a forbidden door. You know you can't and really. Stone Cold never said he was he was limited on what he'd be able to ask him. You know, and you don't really limit Stone Cold to what he can ask us. You know, because because. You, you gotta protect the business. Dude. I mean, he asked he asked Sasha Banks about the shit after WrestleMania. I didn't see that one. I wanted to, but I didn't see it. Yeah, he had, and Sasha Banks talked about how she was going to leave WWE. She wasn't going to come back. So that goes along the lines with shit. You're not supposed to be like WWE wouldn't like people to ask, especially one of their headlining champions right now. You know, I, and I wanted to save a majority of the wrestling talk for, you know, Thursday show just because that's Thursday before WrestleMania. But Sasha Banks at AEW is not going to work, dog. No, I don't think she's going to go to AEW. The way they book women. But I'm just saying, like, just to see her, like, I would have loved to see her go, like, maybe Japan or something like that. I think she was going to leave. I think she was just going to stop wrestling. Oh, she was going to be done? Because she had other shit she was doing. Yeah, no, she still is acting in, uh, what you call it, the Mandalorian yeah. and stuff. I think she was just going to stop wrestling. Mm. I don't think this, see, here's a, I, I don't think some of the performers of the last five, I don't think their end-all, be-all is wrestling. As in, they don't have anything else they can do. They're just gonna go wrestle. Yeah, I seen Selena Vega. Um, she's like making merch and things like that. She's actually making a killing in that too. And she doesn't seem like she even wants to go back to actually wrestling. Just like I'm waiting to see what Andrade's gonna do. Just because you know, after that, they released him, and he doesn't even have a 30 day clause. He doesn't. But I can see him going. I can see him going back to go into AAA. Okay. I can see him doing a whole lot of things, but because at some point AEW's gonna be like, we don't want to actively take everybody who leaves um, WWE. Speaking of uh, Andrade, I just want to bring this up. Once again, I'm going to keep a majority of the wrestling stuff for Thursday. Did you hear about why Charlotte isn't wrestling in WrestleMania? Nah, why? So she went to do like a physical or something uh, about a month or so ago. And I, I guess it was just a regular checkup. And so there was something in her hormones that was elevated. Mm. And the hormone that was elevated was one that shows signs of pregnancy. Mm. So, and these were the doctors. These were the WWE doctors that did this. They went, hey, Charlotte, we're going to have to scrap you because we're looking at these tests and things and we think you're pregnant. So they took her off the guard. That, you know, that makes sense. She went you know to why? another group of doctors and there's nothing wrong with, um, there's nothing wrong there's, she's not pregnant. Hmm. Then they try to make it seem like she had the coronavirus. These are the same doctors, the WWE, doc, WWE yeah. doctors. So they made it seem like she had the coronavirus. Then the next time she went, after she went and got checked out and found out she didn't have the coronavirus, they said something else was wrong. Like the doctor, she keeps going to the doctors and they keep saying different things are wrong with her. You know what I think happened? So... They wanted her to have the feud with Lacey Evans. Well, it turned out Lacey was pregnant. Then, I don't think they want her to fight Oscar again. 
You think they wanted to wait to build that? I think no. I don't think they're going to build that. I think Rhea Ripley's going to win at WrestleMania. Then they're going to have their program. Didn't we see that before? Last year for the NXT title. That was fire, though. So yeah, yeah I can see. But why they're, they're doing both that. because they're both they're both taught they're both about the same build. They're they 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 both can wrestle and do their shit. But I think they're going to have an, an a prolonged. A prolonged program. Okay. You know what I'm saying? A, a nice little slow build. Yes. I'm all right with that. So I think that was partly, without without saying, hey, we're just going to pull you from the show. Because it's WrestleMania. Nobody wants to. They were probably jumping around. with Because I heard she had COVID, but I never heard that she didn't have COVID again. No, she didn't. She didn't have COVID. Because they were talking about her going to SmackDown, but they were like, no. That's not happening either. So I just think they didn't want her on the program, which is fine. Because I've never seen Rhea Ripley and Oscar Russell. I want something, I want to watch something different, something new. I don't really, you know me, I don't really need the big names up there. If you're giving me programs that I care about, then I don't give a shit about the big names. I think that's how most people are now. You can keep it. WWE is... uh Big on the names, and but there's a couple. There's a couple. I mean, I'm and I'm not. I'm not thrilled about the whole program, but there are a couple matches that I'm excited for. But we, like I said, we'll talk about that. We could talk about that more yeah, on Thursday. We'll, we'll, we'll knock that out on Thursday. Um, speaking of Friday, Falcon Winter Soldier, man, and I said this last Monday. I'll keep saying it for the next. What well, we got two left, right? Yeah, something like that. They're knocking that out the park, boy. They got my man Baron Zemo breaking down Trouble Man Yo. to fucking Winter Soldier. Did you see that jacket? You see okay. that man's jacket? Okay, okay. So we we on the same page. You see that man's jacket? When I saw that jacket, I said, oh, my God. <laughs> they were like, you're rich? He was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the, the Baron in my name isn't my name. I, like I'm, I'm actual Baron. That's me. That's that's me. That's all me. Yeah. That's the sh- and then they had Sharon Carter doing her thing. Yeah, she took care of all those little what were they like hitmen or whatever. Yeah. Was it like a wet team? She took care of all of them. Cleaned them right on up. I'm not gonna say it was light work because she was actually you know, but she no she took care of everybody. She took care yeah. of everybody. Yeah. Cleaned everybody right on up. Yeah. Hey, y'all need to get on out of there. But we still talking. Fuck, I gotta, I gotta take all these people out myself. And then they had, they had to pop up at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I like that little. You know why I like that? And I, you know what? It's Monday. Fuck y'all. I'm, spoilers are coming right now. It tells me that they're not going to abandon the Black Panther franchise. I don't think they can. Oh, they. I mean, if they could, if they, okay. For for one, I never say they can't. Okay, because niggas thought that they were gonna DC was gonna abandon Joker. Clearly, they're they're not gonna do that. <laughs> now, whether or not what they did was gonna be satisfactory to the fans, that's where the complication came. But if you you're actively going to still use characters from Black Panther and Wakanda, that means you're going to keep it at the forefront of everybody's minds. 
which is great because that means we're definitely getting Black Panther 2. And that's not getting scrapped. I didn't know if they ever, there was a rumor that it would or not, but this tells me it's definitely going to happen. Which is important to know because Marvel doesn't keep things going unless they're planning to to use the shit. They don't they don't take the, the, the hammer out unless they're gonna shoot that shit. That's how Marvel gets down. Like if you look in the first episode when they was in the museum, there was one picture in black and white of of uh Steve holding the car door. Mm-hmm. And I seen the show on Twitter. It shows in the movie, in the first Avengers movie, the person taking the picture. Like in the crowd. And that just showed me even the smallest detail, they're going to pull that back and use it somewhere else. So I want to ask you about this detail because I know you are a big X-Men fan. Yes, I am. The club that they were in, mm-hmm. the not the one, the, the one where they were looking for, uh, what was it, the power broker or whatever? Yeah. That is basically like a mutant hangout. Mm-hmm. They didn't really expand on that yet. But they said that's like one of Wolverine spots. Yeah. Hey. I know you didn't really fuck with that tease last with, with, with WandaVision with the whole Quicksilver shit. No, I did. I mean, I know you fucked with it, but I mean the ending. The ending oh, was kind of... yeah. That was a pump fake. You you boy when they announced the, I got to see the look on your face when they actually finally dropped like the X Men are like mutants or something. That was, yeah, that was a pump fake, and I hated it. Because <laughs> this wasn't really a pump fake. This was like you had to this really subtle, know. Yeah, this was a subtle Easter egg that you had to be in the know. I to just want to see your face when they actually like introduce one of them. I might cry. Because they said it might happen in the Spider Man movie. I listen. I might cry. I'm thinking it's going to be a Spider-Man movie, too. If not, I'm definitely looking. I'm definitely watching the next Doctor Strange extra carefully. You feel me? And I didn't realize they were pulling that. They were throwing that Spider-Man movie out there so quickly. Yeah, because it did feel like they were going to drop that like next year or some shit. I didn't think they were going to drop that around Christmas time. That shit. Spider-Man was the first shit we got after Endgame. So they really might be having this nigga like Iron Man. Because we got, it seemed like we got Iron Man movies pretty quickly too. I didn't think they were going to go right back to the Spider-Man well that fast. I didn't know where they were going to go, but you know, it makes sense when they have all these shows too. I love the fact that the shows are covering ground that you don't need to put in a movie. We don't need, that's a waste of time. Yes, and I'm glad you said that because now I want to talk about the Loki trailer because I didn't need to know what they what was going to happen with Loki and the, that branch off that multiverse situation, but I'm glad we're going to get to find out. And these aren't like characters that are like low level or B level characters, by the way. They're giving a lot. They're giving some characters new leases on life, literally. Because without this, Loki's gone. Without the Black Widow movie, she's gone. Oh, excuse me, she's gone. So it's cool that they're extending. I still might not watch that movie. I'm gonna watch it. 
It's not because it's black. It's just Scarlett Johansson. She just, it's just something about her. I just, I'm going to watch it. And I'm going to go to the theater to watch it because it's going to be cheaper to go at 12 o'clock <laughs> yeah. on a Tuesday than it is to watch it on Disney+. Plus. Shit, you can go to a theater and all of them will feel like a matinee. Exactly. I'm going to do that. And then by that time, by the time it comes out, I'll have my other shot, my other dose. I'll be good. Now I'm going to go see it. But I'm also only going to see it to see what happens at the end. Okay. I want to see the, the post-trailer scenes. That's what's really going to tickle my fancy. Because what if this is the movie where we get to start it with X-Men? Because what if she runs into like Xavier or somebody? Because this was, that won't be the movie where nobody expects anything to be a huge substance to happen. This would be the movie that it would happen. This is one of those, those see, you look past this movie. <laughs> you, you were looking ahead to Spider-Man, but now we got this movie, and we're about to blow your socks off real quick. I still want to see how they're going to do the Eternals. I want to see how they're going to do that. I want to see how they're going to introduce the fucking first family. I want to see how they're going to do a whole bunch of shit. Oh, they already tried the first family. Remember, they tried to make that uh, um, ABC show, and it was like they played the pilot, and it got canceled. It was horrible. No, I mean the Fantastic Four. Oh, you mean the, the, the actual, like the first Marvel? I thought you meant like. Yes. No, not the president of them. Fuck them. I'm, I want to know how they're going to do them. We, we got to tease off of that, too. And then they were like, oh, no, it was somebody you already saw before in the show. And I was like, God damn it. Because everybody thought it was going to be Mr. Fantastic that was going to show up in WandaVision. And I was like, oh. No, I still, I, I don't know why I thought that was going to be Doctor Strange. But I was like, yeah, no, let me just enjoy this for what it is. Um, now that you saw, now that you caught up, um, the brother that they had where they made him the super soldier, I can't remember his name, Isaiah, I believe. Oh, yeah. If they do what I pray that they do at the end of this and show his grand, because his grandson becomes like one of the Captain America type people. That's why I said mm-hmm. they should name this all the captains. See, you know what? They just might because it, you could tell they're going to that next generation now. Um, and seeing how they got Battlestar sort of going against U.S. agent like he's supposed to. Now, where he's like, wait, what, what, what are you doing, dog? You losing it. I did think that scene where uh, old boy got spit in the face. I thought he was going to go berserk. Oh, yeah, me too. Because they made it seem like he was going to just, everybody's dying. But he didn't do that. So maybe they're saving that for later? Yeah, probably. Uh, they already teased that the Falcon was going to become the next Captain America because somebody leaked, um, I guess, an action figure. That's based off the show, and mm-hmm. it's him dressed up in the garb. Oh, okay, okay. So we don't know if, because the people in Wakanda are supposed to give him his new suit. He's supposed to get a new pair of wings or whatever. So I don't know if they're going to make it for him or not. I'm excited to see what they're going to do this Friday, this WrestleMania weekend. And like I said, they keep knocking out the park, so that makes me look forward to Loki. Now, yeah. will you be watching Hawkeye? Because that comes out at the end of this year, too. Yes. Okay. Yes, I will. 
Now, is it based off of their track record with what they've been doing with these shows, or is it because you actually fuck with Hawkeye? Uh, the track record, and I slightly fuck with the movie version of Hawkeye. Okay. And then, this is also going to be one of those Passing of the Torch shows, too. Yeah, because you're supposed to give it up to old girl. Yes. So, yes, I do. Cause, and then with my theory of they're starting the next, this next phase is all about starting the next set of Avengers. Yeah, I need to, I need to see all this. Um, one last thing before we go, the Space Jam trailer dropped. And man, man. I'm going to tell you something right now, I'm watching that. I'm so excited for that shit. I'm watching that shit. Thank you guys for changing the story to something completely different. Thank you. Do you think, and I have to ask this question, you know what question I'm about to ask. Do you think Michael Jordan makes a cameo in this? Hmm. No. But I do think they pay homage to Kobe in some way. Okay. And I saw who who some of the the goon squad is. So that silver looking dude that you see on the screen, mm-hmm. that's Dame Lillard. Okay, so they're going to make it seem like they did in the first one where they took the power or the, the talent from... I don't think so. I think those are just... The, that's just one of the... Because there's another dude who's Anthony Davis and then the girl is D- Diana Taurasi. I think they're just using them as the actors behind oh, I don't okay. think it has anything to do with them stealing anybody's powers. Okay. Which is great. Oh, so you mean like the motion capture and yes. stuff like that? Yes. Okay. okay, okay. I don't think this is going to have any similarity other than Basketball player, Looney Tunes. That's the only similarity it's going to have with Space Jam. Saw that Zendaya is playing a Lola Bunny in this. Yes. And I, I agree with that. Yes, beautiful. And they dropped a picture of her as like a little kid and, playing basketball. And it show, it's like a whole... It's, this is like if Ready Player One, if they decided to go to a basketball game, mm-hmm. this is the basketball game they're going to go to. That's what it looks like to me. Do you like the fact that they did not use his real kids in this? Yes. Okay. I think I think LeBron is very careful about overexposing his children. I do like the storyline of him trying to like get his son, not pressure, but like get his son like involved in more basketball stuff. Yeah, he don't really want to. Yeah. Just because nah, it's, you know it's like the complete opposite of his kids. Cuz I know he's spoken before about he he regrets naming his oldest son Bronny. He regrets giving him his name because now he has to live up to that name. So I've seen, from what I've noticed, he is very hesitant about having his kids be a part of anything show business related right now. Which I love that because, no, yeah, your your oldest might want to be the next you. Beautiful. The other two kids might not want to do anything even close to it. And you know, this is the same kind of thing that Dwayne Wade goes, is going through with his kids. Because I think he has the oldest kid, and the oldest kid plays ball. He plays ball with Bronny, I believe. But then all the other kids do other stuff. And they don't seem like they want to be involved in basketball. And they're, they, they're, letting, them, they're letting them forge their own path to what they want to do, which is great to me. 
because you shouldn't have to. Just because your dad is top five NBA players of all time doesn't mean you have to be an NBA player too. That's what fucked up Michael Jordan. That Michael Jordan's oldest kid. Yeah, with the name and everything like that. But I will say I remember because Gilbert Arenas trained was training Bronny. And I read an article that LeBron sent him tapes instead of Bronny, or he went and they did a training, and he asked him, he said, what do you think? Like, be honest, Gil, don't, don't just bullshit me. And he's like, he's better than, he's going to be better than you are. He was like, all the shit that you have, he has. He was like, his, his outside shot's a little bit better. His athleticism isn't quite to where it was with you, but he's going to be better because he doesn't have to worry about the shit you had to worry about. Which I understand, but yeah, evidently, from and and this is because I think Gilbert Arenas gets a bad rap because Gilbert Arenas was that nigga for 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 a while. Um, but if it was anybody that hadn't that wasn't that nigga that was evaluating talent, I probably wouldn't believe it. But it takes a special eye to look at somebody and be like, yo, yeah, that that he's 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 gonna be a problem. I just hope that. Braun stays in the league, which he says he wants to do. He wants to stay in the league long enough to play his son, play with his son, play against his son, whatever. Um, I hope that actually happens. Because that would be, be a cool dope. moment. That would be dope. Um, all in all, I feel like I need to watch this movie in theaters. I don't know. Maybe it's just the nostalgia in me because I yeah. saw the first one in theaters. To, I don't need to do that. I didn't see the first one. Just, in just for me, you know. I remember going to the movie theater at Military Circle Mall. Remember that? I remember seeing. I remember seeing it at the Kentsville Rec Center. Wow. <laughs> what was it like? Like you were at camp or something, and they played it for you? Uh, we had a day pass. To uh, go swim in a pool or and play ball or some shit, and they sh- they were showing it and where the kids was at. So I watched it, and I was like, "This is a bunch of bullshit." Um, even even at my young age, I was like, "So you're telling me he stretched his arm out all that way with with that much time on the clock?" You know, as a kid, I didn't like the kids in that movie. His kids or whatever, when they had to get the shorts. Well, you know, one of the kids was the kid from Tales from the Hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I didn't like. Uh, but even at a young age, I saw that Bill Murray was the clear star of that movie. Yeah. Like if you if if I watch Space Jam, like the first Space Jam, now I'm like, why is this on TV? Why why are we watching? It? Yeah, and I can't. You know, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I've never seen it since. And I, I remember catching myself like trying to get my little brother to watch it. I was like, oh man, this was great, man. I remember going to the theaters and seeing this, man. This was. This was the biggest, and you know, since then, R. Kelly then got locked up, and he had, uh, I believe, like a fly up there and oh, stuff. Man. Come on, man, that song was everywhere when that shit dropped. Man, and 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 I'm sitting there now trying to tell my little brother about how great this is, and everything I'm bringing up is like, no, this this is it's not. It was what it was when it was, and it's like nobody, no part of that movie has stood the test of time. I think. Like, if you watched it before the plot was terrible, 
Watching it now, it's even more terrible. I think it just brought us like a new character in Lola Bunny. I feel like this whole thing was yeah. like just a vehicle to debut a new character um, that you barely use now. But then everything was cartoon then. Now it seems like the CGI is going to kill this shit. The acting is definitely going to be better. Absolutely. Because it was hard. Michael, no Jordan, Michael Jordan's the worst actor in the history of acting. He was bad in that. He was horrible in that. He, uh, yeah. He was about as good acting as he was a former. Charles um, Barkley was a better actor in that movie than he was. Um, What's the big white boy? Sean Bradley was better. Muggsy Bowe, Larry Johnson, all those niggas was better better acting than Michael Jordan was. And he was just supposed to be himself. That's the worst part. Like, the acting was a minimum. Minimal. Like, all you were doing was acting like yourself, Michael. You couldn't even do that. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, off Space Jam. Now I'm almost done with Shit's Creek, but let me tell you, you've been running through that shit, haven't you, dog? All right, so it's one of those shows you you can't stop, and I'm I'm trying to get done so I can get back to watching because I stopped watching yesterday so I can watch the verses and Dion working them. Catherine O'Hare <laughs> is the goat. Duh. The way, like the accent is the funniest thing. And you were right when you when you said I was going to bug out the way I hear her say baby. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Yo, she called. This, what season are you on now? I'm, I just started season five. There's a seed in season six, I believe. How many seasons is it? Five or six? I think it's six. In season six, where something happens to David. And she was... <laughs> I think I, I'm going to tell you, but you're gonna, it's still going to be... So this nigga, like, what's the bed? And she was like, did you have a nighttime oopsie-daisy? And I was like, what? And I fucking I had to pause hey, it. Man. I had to pause the shit and just fucking laugh. That, that whoever plays Ronnie... I swear to God, that's the female Yo, version of Stanley. Dog. <laughs> that is the female Stanley. And nobody told me Chris Elliott was on this show. He helps make the show, dog. Like, nobody told me that nigga. It's the um, old boy who plays. Um, he was in Scary Movie 2. Yes. With the small hand. Take my strong he hand. Was in, he was in a little flick that I like that. I would be surprised if niggas said that they've seen it called Cabin Boy. Oh my God. He was Lily's father in uh, How Much How Much a Mother. He yes. was like making all the games and things. I had to tell Char- Charlotte didn't realize that Dan Levy was Eugene Levy's son. Oh, and do you know uh, Twyla is his, his daughter. daughter? Yes. <laughs> She's funny. Hey, Twyla has a secret. Wait till you find out her secret. You're going to be like, what? Yeah, this show this show is fucking phenomenal. But Catherine O'Hare is just she listen her and them damn wigs, dog. <laughs> <laughs> A little nighttime oopsie daisy. It's like what, bitch? What did you just say, dog? The girl, what's her name? Stevie. Oh man, oh man, I love Stevie. Who's your favorite character? 
It's between Myra. Moira. Moira. <laughs> Ronnie got a special place in my heart, though. <laughs> she don't really want to do shit at all. Uh, Stevie is cool because she sort of brings David down to earth. All right. I, I don't like David's boyfriend, like the new boyfriend or whatever uh-huh. that he runs a shop with only because he gentrified Tina Turner. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can't play Tina Turner with an acoustic guitar. And then he did it at the open mic night thing. He did, like, let David know. Because David was starting to get on my nerves. I like David. <laughs> He's funny, but he was starting to get on my nerves a little bit. I fucking think, I, I like David. David is probably one of my favorite characters. David and Moira. And, and Chris Elliott's character. I don't know if Jocelyn is slow. She, that's the thing. She's not. <laughs> or she's just like, ah, I can care less. Because you forget, like, she's a teacher in the show. Yeah. I think she's just, she's small town smart. Twyla holding it down. Because she really could, like, air all that shit out. Because, what's her oh, name? Oh, yeah. What's the daughter's old girl, name? Old girl took the boyfriend, yeah. Alexis. Alexis, I can't. I couldn't stand that character. I, I like. can't. I can't stand her either. She just couldn't make up her mind. And then they changed up Ted to where now he's doing like all kinds of dad jokes, and it's like, no, dude, you were fine. You didn't have to do all of this. What is the name of the mayor? Uh, Roland. 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 That's that's Roland. To me, is the Creed Bratton of the show. Roland's the Creed Bright of this fucking show. And then we got to say the dad is 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 Mike. Yeah. <laughs> like you can easily draw your comparisons to the office. But I can show. see, hey, I can see why this show was cleaning up when a war season. Yeah, Catherine O'Hare won all the major TV. This whole awards I think all of, all of the cast that was up for awards won awards. But yet she deserves her flowers. That woman deserves all of her she, flowers. She is amazing. But you were right. When I first heard her say, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Because she'll, she'll talk regular and then bye-bye. Yes. <laughs> I know, bye-bye, sitter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, oh, that shit oh. is fucking. And when she gets to crying and she just does the random scream, like in Yo, the cry. <laughs> when she go into the closet, dog. Oh my god, yes. My favorite episode is when they thought she died. It's so oh, she just <laughs> and, how, and how she low-key hates her daughter. But loves, loves her son. Walk in the room asking for lunch and then she'll just walk out. Like, hey, I'm right here. <laughs> I didn't I didn't see you then, but now I see you. You wanna go to lunch? Nah. Yo. Oh my god. I love I, that damn show, man. I watched that show because you know I was I was I was nervous. I was like, man, this shit seems a little too white even for my liking. Cause I like the white shows. The white shows are funny. But that shit had me weak from start to finish, bro. Hey, look, I tried to watch this show with uh Boojang. Like I thought maybe uh-huh. this would be our new shit because it's on Netflix and everything, right? Uh-huh. So I watched the first two episodes and she was like, mm, I don't really I didn't really get into this, man. So I go over there this weekend, you know, to kick it or whatever. And she done passed me. She on season six. I'm still, I, like, I'm starting to catch up. You, you know you know what, Now, Because that seems like betrayal right there. And I, I, had a, I had a case of betrayal yesterday. You want to know what happened? What happened? So I have my HBO Max shit, right? Mm-hmm. 
And um, I had like a couple two shows. I had like two shows like bookmarked up there to watch at some point, you know. What shows? Uh, one's called Love Life with Anna and the bitch that was singing in in the movie with all the people singing without without a beat. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember the other one. But it wasn't like pressing to me that I needed to watch it now. But at some point, I was going to get to it. Man, I came home from the cookout yesterday. Charlotte didn't go because she had to drop baby girl off. Um, so she just came home and was she, she was to be taking a nap, but she didn't take no nap. I come home, this dirty power hooker is halfway through the fucking show. And I was like, yo, I said, how you, how you find this? Because <laughs> for one, if you know Charlotte, Charlotte only uses two apps on our TV. It's Netflix and Hulu. If it ain't on those, she don't even try to learn the app. I tried to teach her Apple TV one day. She was like, nah, I'm good. So the fact that she was even in another app was, was foreign to me. I said, yo, yo, how you, how you find that? She's like, oh, I was looking for something to watch. And I saw it. I was like, oh, did you see it uh, on my list? And she was like, yeah, that's how I find it. I was like, yeah, no shit, because it's on the first goddamn page. I was a little upset. She was like, you want me to start over? I was like, no, I'm good. I fell, D, I, I'm telling you right now, I fell asleep. Because I was tired, man, you know? I understand. This heifer kept watching the damn show. No, nah, no, nah, I see. She, I know who she is, so I'm going to tell, I need, I need her not to do that no more. That's, that's, no, that's a foul. I fell asleep at like, because we stayed up late. I fell asleep at like, because it's, it's one of those shows, like I said, you can't stop. It's just that good. Yes, and I don't know. Charlotte said she didn't like it. She, she watched it like season two, but she didn't get all the way. And then she was like, I can't do this anymore. So I'm finishing up season three, going into season four at this point. And so it's around four something. I'm 30. I can't hold. I can't stay up like that no more. I, I need rest. R-E-S-S. I need rest. So I'm dozing off. I wake up. She's gone. The show is stopped. Like everything is stopped or whatever. She comes to me. She goes, yeah, I watched a few more episodes. Have you? I said, I put you on. There's got to be rules to this. If you put somebody onto a show, if you watch a show together, you're not supposed to. You're go, supposed to watch it together. You're not supposed to go past your partner. You in it together. She goes, and then she's gonna sit there. Well, how many episodes do you remember? What episode we was on when you started dozing off? Bitch, I, you know what? I'm gonna watch. <laughs> rewatch did, the did whole you, season did, over again. Did you remember? Remember? <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Rem- I couldn't remember. Yeah, and and you know what? It's so because it's a show that was on TV. And then they put it on Netflix, but it was on Canadian TV. So they still they still be cussing and shit on the TV. Like, well, I guess they cuss on regular TV too, but whatever. Um, the episodes are only like twenty minutes long. So you sit there and you're watching, and you're just like, and then the seasons are only like ten episodes. I think the most, the, I think it's gonna be either thirteen or fourteen episodes, and the most episodes you're gonna have up there is fourteen. You could run, you run through that shit like it's nothing, and like it's not one of those where like a different episode means different shit. They all build up to something. Yes. So it was so easy for me to sit here and just run through it because I didn't have anything else to do. So I was like, "Fuck it!" 
and you get really invested in the characters and shit. Like I Quickly, really though. did not really, fuck with Roland. You get you get invested really fast, especially when they were about to be out and he invited old boy to come eat dinner first. Oh, uh, that's the shit! I was like, God damn it, Roland! I was like, that's how you get uppercut it. I would have to beat Roland's ass, and they almost got that money. And then they never. Well, you got to keep watching. So the Christmas episode really did something to me, though. I was hey, like, I don't, I don't. This is this kind of sad. My man Johnny was he, like he Jewish, and all he wanted was like a perfect Christmas. That's all he wanted. But he Jewish. What do you want a perfect Christmas? And there was mood around that town too. No car be damned. They were, they were moving. <laughs> yeah, it took them like three seasons to get a car. Dude. John, Johnny Rose was putting feet to pavement. Johnny Rose did not give a they never, shit. Hey, man, uh, can I ask you this question? Have you seen a single cop in this show yet? Uh, Do you see a single cop? I have not seen a cop in the show. The only time you ever see a cop is where their store gets fake robbed. Okay. And then that store isn't even in Shit's Creek. That store is in, like, the adjacent town. I forgot what they call the town. It's like Elm, Elmdale or something? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. His store is actually in Elmdale. Elmdale, wherever the fuck it is. But they, look, they make it seem like the, the... Is the cafe in there, too? The cafe is in Schitt's Creek. But they make it seem like the, the cafe is across the street from there. That's what it seems like, right? Well, should the, the cafe might be... No, the, the cafe is definitely in Schitt's Creek. Because they walk to and from the cafe. But all the businesses and shit are in Almdale. Because remember, when he was going on an interview to the other spot, he had to get a ride. Hmm. But man, this, this that, show was fucking That show was great. Dog. That show was great. Melinda, you were right. We fucking love it. It was fucking great. I love you, Melinda. That, I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that, that, that. And I ain't gonna lie to you, the, the, the finale kind of got to me too. My allergies start acting up a little bit. I'm getting so soft. No, man. I'm you getting just, so That's no, happened man, too many mature. damn times in the you, last you, year. You're maturing, dog. I'm getting soft as a motherfucker. Mature, my I forgot what other show I watched and my shit had my allergies going. So I was like, motherfucker. Was it Snowfall? Oh, it was, uh, nah, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it was, uh, oh, what show was it? Oh, shit. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, oh. I watched. God damn! I thought I had it. I've watched so many damn shows this last year. I, I thought about. I watched at least. I've been watching at least like twenty-two shows in the last year. Um. Oh, Big Bang Theory. The last episode of Big Bang Theory when Sheldon wins. Sheldon and Amy win the Nobel Peace Prize. He's up there giving a speech about how much he loves his friends and all this other shit. And I felt something roll down my face. And I was like, yeah, what is this? And I was like, like I tapped my, I was like, oh no. I said, oh hell no. And then it was, I had to get a tissue. I was like, nah, I, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, 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 I'm fucking fed up. Yeah, I, I had, I'm, I'm getting soft, dog. No, nah, man, you're not getting soft. You, you all right. Do you ever, like, watch a show and then you see, like, you finish a show, but shit in real life reminds you of the, like, like, anytime anything happens in a Marvel or DC movie, I think of how they would have reacted on Big Bang Theory. Like, I was like, man, if these niggas would have watched a Snyder Cut, this could have been an episode of Big Bang Theory. 
I don't know why that shit always happens to me. Or if anything happens in New York, I think of Seinfeld. Like, how would Jerry have gone about doing this? Wow. Or how would how would how would George have fucked this up so bad? I do that with a few shows. I do that with like How I Met Your Mother. But I don't do it like I don't do it for a specific city. I do it because you know our group of friends is so diverse and so different. So it'll be like How I Met Your Mother. Then it'll be like Martin. Then it'll be I'm not gonna say Fresh Prince because ain't none of us rich except for Melinda. Uh, but I understand what you mean. Like, how would they have done this situation that we are living in now? But I don't. I don't do it with a specific city. You you take it like a whole nother level. Yeah, I do. But there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes I feel like I'm living in a sitcom, fucking around with y'all. That sounds about right. Because the situations be like, wait, who wrote this? And I'll be sitting there going, how is this going to play out? It's like I get a front row seat to to the fuckery. But that's it. That's all I got, man. You got anything else? No, that's about it. Well, like I said before, uh, Thursday's show is going to be... I'm not going to say it's going to be mostly wrestling. Let me not do that because I don't want y'all to think that we're just going to be talking about wrestling for like two hours. Although we could. We really could. Um, We will be wrestling heavy because it is WrestleMania week. Like I think it starts today. Uh, I mean, no. I mean, Raw is today. The uh, the Hall of Fame is tomorrow. uh, Where they're doing last year's class and this year's class. I might watch that. Uh, NXT is Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, and then WrestleMania is... Oh, no. Then SmackDown's Friday. And then WrestleMania is Saturday and Sunday. And then Raw on Monday. And then NXT goes to its new night on Tuesday next week. Which I can't wait for because I want to be able to watch both NXT and AEW. So, yeah. We will be uh, more wrestling heavy on Thursday. And we'll try to give you those weekend vibes. We'll try. I don't know. It's been beautiful out today, so I'm ready to get back outside. It's been beautiful all week. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I already got my Nike shorts and everything. My thighs out. I my thighs out. I, I mean, I noticed that. You can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at This Ain't a Pod. You can follow my esteemed colleague over there. It's your boy. At Exhibit underscore D-E-E on both Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Will Dance Fred. We will be back on Thursday. Shine.